Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I am Celia, your host, and we are talking funny today. Because why, you know how I end every podcast, is that laughter is the best medicine. Well, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm not kidding. It really is. And I have a wonderful guest to talk to us about being funny. And he is funny man, Jerry Caruso. He is actually a real life comedian and a motivational speaker. So I'm like, I want funny people on my show. So I'm so happy, Jerry, that you're here. Welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. What a lot of pressure. Wonderful and funny. <laughs> Holy God. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do my best. Hello, yeah. everybody in podcast land. It's funny man, Jerry Cruz, a wonderful guy here. Now, my wife. Yes. <laughs> I'd have to no matter what your wife bucks. says, right? Yeah, I'd have to pay her 20 bucks, but she would say it. Yeah. So how are you? <laughs> I am wonderful and I'm glad you're here and I'm glad we can spend a half hour or so laughing because yeah. it's the best medicine. Oh, it's absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, let, let's get down to the physiology of laughter. I mean, it it builds those endorphins in your brain. It gets yep. you going. It exercises. Get this, guys. It exercises your ab muscles. Yeah. You want a six pack? Laugh. It and, and go get one and go get one at the same time. Just right. And go get one. <laughs> if it doesn't show up, you can't blame me. Which is then contradicting the six pack you're working on with left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, still. Just get the light one. <laughs> exactly. It exercises your face muscles. Yep. It exercises your lungs. It is like supercharging your body. Yep. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm also a laughter yoga leader. A certified oh, laughter you yoga leader. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the truth is that fake laughter does just the same things to your body as real laughter. So if you want to get your kids laughing, just start laughing. Fake it. Fake it. And eventually you'll all be laughing. And they will make that call to the mental health unit at the hospital, too, at the same time. Mom's laughing. Which is all good. Mom's laughing out of control. There's something wrong. Dad's laughing. <laughs> no, they would, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, dad's, that's laughing. That's, that's fine. That's, that's just how he is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. they'll say massages too. It massages. See, I say, I say massages because it sounds so erotic, but it's it, really do, it does sound fun. Thank you. It massages your, your, your heart too. You know, it does all yes. these things. So I speak on that too, as a motivational speaker. And uh, there's a number of things 
that it does, you, you mentioned the tip of the iceberg. I, I mean, it clears your mind. It gets you away from depression, from sadness. It puts you in a better mood, puts you in a better state. I don't mean Connecticut neither. I mean a better state. That's the old stupid joke I was throwing in. People always laugh. Done. <laughs> but, uh, 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 it, it helps you breathe better. It helps people with asthma. It works with diet, uh, people with diabetes, uh, cancer patients. Uh, there's a lot of things and people don't realize it. It helps you at work. You have better work relations, helps your relationship. Like if me and my wife fight, you know, which we really do. I just tell a joke in the end. Just to, She goes, I'm not laughing. And she'll be, I'm not laughing. I, then, then what's that thing in your voice that's making it shaky? I'm not laughing. Stop it. You, you know, but it does all these things. And, and people find it hard to believe that laughter does that. And yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's just insane, but, but it's wonderful. I, I mean, and you and I both spoke about it before we started. Uh, too many people take themselves seriously or too many people, uh, uh, you know, adults. Oh, all right. Here's a stat for you. I think it, it, you have to look it up. Children laugh an average of 400 to 500 times a day where adults laugh 30 or 40 times a day. So there you go. Kids know what's, what's, what's right. And we're doing it all wrong. Right. Which is why I'd much rather hang out with kids. Oh, yeah. Kids kids are great. You can act like an idiot and they think that. (laughs) And they think you're awesome. (laughs) This guy's great. Papa's great. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a, you know, I teach kids exercise classes because I also have a company that I started in 1987 called FunFit. And every class I teach and my the classes I teach are in a preschool. The kids are always going, Miss Celia, you're so funny. You're so funny. I can't tell you how many times they tell me you're so funny, you know, because I'm goofy. I mean, well, you know, first of all, I'm teaching exercise. So it's like we run and we jump and we do all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. So what's more fun? But, um, you know, they they notice the funny and, you know, and they notice the adults that are just taking life too seriously way yeah and are afraid to be goofy afraid to make goofy voices and sounds and faces and things like that you know the most pressure i ever had doing a show let me do the math here oh this is awful when i'm trying to do math because i'll be here forever okay that's our podcast my daughter had to be in the third grade i think it was third grade no wait a minute preschool no yeah third grade and i had to do comedy for the kids there. And at that time I had been doing it. So here I am doing math again, probably a few years. And I knew I couldn't do what I normally do. I did voices or impressions. Kids don't know impressions unless I do cartoon characters. So I completely rewrote my set and did all these cartoon characters, brought all these stuffed animals up, like beat me up and stuff. I was doing more like slapstick comedy and the kids loved it. But I remember, Hit that stage, I'm like, oh, you know, I see all these young, hey, you know, all these tough audience. <laughs> yep. And it's all kids. Now, there are parents in the background, but I'm trying to tell a joke every once in a while to make the parents laugh. And the kids would be like, looking like, and then the kids would laugh because they'd see their parents laughing. <laughs> you know, I go, you guys are great. You guys are right on cue. I says, uh, 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 PQRSTUV, you know, and they're all laughing. Oh, the alphabet. They're all yelling. And then I tell them riddles, like kids riddles. Uh, like one of them I said is, what is what is Santa Claus's favorite singer? 
and 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 the kids are trying to answer. Go, no, no, no. Just say what? And they all said what? I go, Elves Presley instead of Elvis, you know. <laughs> and they true. thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Elves, they're all laughing. But the adults are getting it in the back of the room. Right, but I had right. so much pressure because I'm like, how do I make kids laugh? I go, you know, I'm used to doing it at home, but you know, two rugrats are fine, but not, but not, not 30 or 40 of them, you know. I didn't mean to call them rugrats. They're all cute. But that's they the most cute. pressure. But when that the rugrats show was cute. So it's okay. That them. was cute. That was cute. That was a cute name. Yeah. So, so you didn't even right. ask me, but I just told you. But go on. I know. And you know, it's like I was with my grandkids yesterday and they're like telling knock knock jokes. And of course, they're making them up. You know? oh, I love it when they do <laughs> so that. So they're like not yeah. funny, but they think they're hysterical, you know. They are just laughing away. And it's it's like, you know, kids just, they just have that natural, you know, they, they're not so worried about what other people think. No. And no. so they just, they go for it. And it would be great for adults to be less concerned with what people think. You know, bring out their inner child, stress less, worry less, you know, Enjoy life more. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, God, yeah. This That's the most important thing that adults miss the bus on that. They, they a lot of them, like, like <laughs> I remember uh, going to meet somebody and they were really serious. It was uh, one of my uh, my son's uh, best friend's parents. They were wicked serious. I'm just joking around. And Martha goes, you can't act like a goof all the time. I go, yes, you can. Actually, goes, you want to be mature. And I went like this. You know, so they can't see it, but I stuck up my tongue. So, I mean, but it's like, uh, but even even my wife knows that's a person that I am. And that's so cool because I could open up a room. I help people to talk. I just say something funny or like, uh, you know, I'll just comment on, on, on something. And then people start to giggle and they start to chime in like, a, I'm not shy. I just, I just like to do it that way. Right. And, and that's the what, room. Yeah, and that's what laughter does too. It opens up conversation and it stimulates communi- communication. Because if I say a joke, someone may not be a joke. Says, "Hey, I have this joke too. Go ahead." You know, right. and it may not be that funny. And I'll be like, um, "You better look for better ones," you know, and stuff like that. And people would still laugh. I mean, right. When when you do that, you you open up so many doors because people are afraid to open those doors. They're like, "Oh God, this meeting is going to be uptight." And it's like, right, and you relax them. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I remember I was sitting in one of my my fun fit classes and it was a new class. Like some of these parents had never met me before. And I had just heard a joke and I'm like, oh, guys, I have to tell you this joke. And the joke starts out. This guy gets out of jail and they're all looking at me like, where is she going? This is a kid's class. You know, <laughs> Where is she going with this? I mean, half of them don't even know me. And I don't know what inspired me to tell this joke, but it cracked me up. And the joke is this guy gets out of jail and he runs and he's yelling, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. And some little kid walks by and goes, so what I'm for, you know, and- <laughs> that's cute. I do like, that. and it was like, when I first said, this guy gets out of jail, they're all like, you know, cause they don't know me. I mean, the ones that know me were not phased, but um <laughs> I love it. Lightens the room. Lightens the room. I have a sign over my front door when you leave and it says, um, you're only young once, but you can be immature forever. 
That's oh, kind of like my yeah, motto. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, immature is, is that's how you should be. Everybody goes, you know, there's a time to be serious. I go, yeah, funerals, weddings, uh, you get married, uh, you, you get, you, you go on, but there's just, it's not all the time. And some, someone go, what's, what's that old joke? So I knew a Jewish comedian, uh, Larry Lewis, very good friend of mine. You should look him up. His old stuff is up there. He passed away. Very, very funny guy. He goes, me and my wife got frisky. I had... And I showed up in the bedroom with no clothes on. She looks at me and says, everything a joke to you? You you know, just, (laughs) you know, such a great joke. And he used to be king of the one-liners too, because, uh, you know, that's how he was. He was called a joke master. He knew every joke in the books. People would try to, he asked during the show, challenge me with a joke. And he knew the answer to every joke. He was that good. But he was very, 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 very funny guy. And, uh, you know, I miss him dearly, but... He knows uh, he's watching from heaven, uh, you know. Yeah. He's probably up there with my dad because my dad was a classic jokester. Oh, dang. You, know, I, I, you know, one of his favorite jokes was that old vaudeville joke, which was, um, you know, doctor calls his patient and says, I have good news and bad news. Which would you like? And uh, his patient goes, well, I guess give me the good news. And he goes, OK, the good news is you have 24 hours to live. He goes, that's the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is I forgot to call you yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, God. That's so funny. Yeah. My father was always cracking jokes. Like every time I'd call him every day. And and he had so many of them. I can't even remember them all. I wish I could because they were pretty funny. And he had great delivery. See, in my family, like my dad was kind of funny, but my brother was more funny. And me and my brother would joke around and stuff like that. And that's how we survived. It, it, it wasn't an abusive household, trust me. Well, we got hit. Okay, big deal. But who didn't? But uh, you, you know. But we well, still hopefully love that. not too many kids. That's what I work against. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know uh, we, a lot do. We got Again. we got we got hit with jokes. That's what it was. Yeah, we, we, we got hit with jokes. No, I, I mean, and everybody like we not that we had a serious household but, but you know we had strict parents but we you know strict catholic household you know italian family both both sides and it's like you know it, it still worked out but me me and my brother would survive by you know joking around and laughing and i thought he was one of the funniest guys that i ever met in my life i still think that and he he was like no no you're the funny guy but he was more he was so into it and and he never took it up uh, but you know but he'd always make a comment you would wait for him to make a comment. That's how good he was. But, you know, he was quick that way. And, you know, he hasn't seen one of my shows. That's so weird. Really? 93, I've been doing it. My sister has said, oh, I'll be around for all your shows. She's come to, to two. My brother's come to zero. My mother was forced, so I don't count that. So, Because <laughs> my mother's, my sister goes, mom, we're going out for Chinese food. I like the Chinese food. And they go out and they're ready to sit. And, you know, she starts to see familiar faces. And she goes, isn't that the, isn't that the, isn't that the lot? And is that the shadow? You know, oh my God, they're here. And she didn't put two and two together. But then slow but surely more faces would trickle in. And then there'd be a stage and I'd come out and go, good evening, everybody. And welcome to tonight's comedy show. She's like, oh my God. She's got her <laughs> hands over her mouth. And she is like <clears throat> uh, the biggest heckler. Heckling everything I said, everything. I said, we got an Uncle Mario. You don't got an Uncle Mario. What are you talking about? I got, ma, stop the sheet. In Italian, that means shut up. 
She goes, you telling me to start the sheet? They go, oh, God, please. <laughs> it, 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 that so was probably goes, a great no. part of the show for everybody else. Yeah. Everybody goes, I like you. I had that plan. They go, no, I wanted her to come to the show and have some laughs. But no, she had to become a part of the show. But, you know, it was fun. But she she never came back because she always says that it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said, my, my, like, so, so my brother was the first one. So obviously, whatever he did was right. So here I am raising thousands of dollars for charities through my organization, Comics for a Cure. And so <laughs> my wife brings in an article for her. So <laughs> she's like, that's a nice. And then, but then she looks at me, she goes, so you know, your brother, the fireman, he went in the chili cook-off. I go, I help people with cancer. That's a nice, but he wanted the chili cook-off. No, forget about that. He's a good cook. And my wife goes, Jerry's a good cook. She's like, ah. It's like, oh my God. You know, but that's that, that comedy doesn't write above chili, evidently. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, curing diseases. Nope, nope, nope. It has to be about cooking. So it's like, right, really? But it's priorities like priorities in life. Yeah, of course. They all start with C. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I still, love her and and she's she's of one of the greatest she's still alive she's 96 she's got dementia oh, but bless her heart jeez yeah she's doing good she's at the home she's a, really a rehab center she'll be there like five years it's utterly amazing i mean up and down days and i get it and i keep begging them let me do comedy there they go why she may not know you I go that's good that'd be right. a good sign and she goes jenny this is a guy very funny he looked just like you <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys should be related. <laughs> <laughs> really, I think so. I know it's like, you know, they don't realize people, I think in general, don't realize how great laughter is for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's like when I teach kids and I talk to parents and coach parents and I explain to them how valuable play is just simple mm -hmm. play. They don't have to do with these young ages for toddlers, play is the best education. They don't have yep. to do all these advanced things. Right. And, and they don't believe it. You know, and they don't, it's like, what was that movie with Robin Williams? Oh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams, yeah. Where, which is a true story. And if you haven't seen it, listeners, oh, go so good. It. And it is a true story about a medical student who felt like, you know, that they, the, that doctors were always too serious and they weren't, yeah. you know, light enough with their patients and, and cheerful enough with their patients. And he was an amazing doctor. And, you know, you have to see the movie. Oh, it's Patch Adams. It, it's so but his whole thing was how important laughter was to yeah. healing. Yeah. I mean, when I, um, so I'll talk to hospital support groups about laughter is the best medicine where I just mix in clean humor family humor with the benefits of laughter i mean the comedy outdoes it but still i still make my points across but just to get these people laughing uh, uh like uh and what i do and hope to go back to have you ever heard of the hope lodge i don't know if you ever have it's from the cancer society so it's a building that gets donated to them uh like from a major company astrazeneca put the one in boston where mm -hmm. cancer patients can stay free free lodging use all the facilities, bring one person with them, like their husband, their daughter, their son. Or oh, one yeah. Person. They get a room. Sometimes they get dinner sponsored. While they're there, they can go to their treatments down the road 
to Dana Farber. So it's a perfect spot. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And I yeah, do they shows. have them usually for kids, Ronald McDonald yep. House, but they yep. have other ones. That's yep. not Ronald McDonald. Uh, Fisher no. House is one for veterans. Yeah, Fisher House. Yep. yep. So, and it's, you, you want to hear something totally funny. It's so hard for me to break into those houses. Well, because it's late at night, it's dark, and a flashlight, the black hat, it doesn't work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to break into them just to do the comedy. Don, Don I'll be your drum roll. <laughs> you actually laugh. Stop. There's no drum roll needed. But I mean, to get into them, they're all like, oh, no, we wish we could do it. Hope Lodge gave me a chance at two facilities. And for one of them, I was doing it for like eh, three or four times a year. That wasn't worse until they shut it down, sadly enough. But it was so good to get the patients just to laugh. And they're caregivers, too. But then when you go to Boston, it's a bigger magnitude of people. And when I went to Boston, I was doing that for four or five years straight. And then the pandemic hit. Damn it. And then, you know, now they're telling me they're starting to let the volunteers back in. They're going to get back to me this week. I look so forward to going back. And people go, oh, so I wonderful. like these comics. Like, how much do you get? And I'm like, nothing. Right. I, I not get all about the this. money. I get this. I yes. get it makes me feel good inside to make them laugh and tell them jokes, make them laugh. And, and then after, after the show, they're coming up thanking me like I'm, I'm some big hero. I go, no, 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 let's get this straight. You guys are the heroes Yeah, fighting a deadly disease and you have a good outlook and you're, you're upbeat and you're positive. They go, yeah, but you helped us forget about what we went through today. And that, that warms my heart just yeah. to hear that. The best. And, and, the best. and I can't wait to go back because it's just, one of those things. And I won't break in this time. I'll use the front door. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Unless Fisher they're House like, oh, Jerry's here. You come in the back door. <laughs> Fish, like Fisher House says, yeah, we'll get back to you. And Ronald McDonald House says, eh, you know, and, and I try to tell them. If you ever heard of Camp Sunshine, that's a big camp yes. up in Maine. Mm -hmm. yep. I did a show for, for, for the parents, like a parent's night out. It was such a great experience. And all they did was cover my expenses. They didn't give me what I normally got. But I just, you know, for my gas, because it took me two and a half hours to get up there. Right. They, they couldn't put me up. And it's gas and tolls. That's all I get about. What a rewarding feeling. Me, me, me and one of my friends did it. It was a blast. And they felt so special that they had their night out while, while the kids are outside playing or doing an activity, great. watching a movie. And yet I'll approach places that be like, yeah. We'd like to, but, you know, parents are going through things and go, you don't understand. This right. gets them away. That's their escape from reality. It's their night out. Maybe the kids could be sleeping. There's a late night show. But I mean, I, I make it tasteful and, and just have a great time. And, and to me, but some of these places, if this goes national, this is fine. If it goes to where you are, fine. I do virtual shows. I, I got one in Houston on Saturday because I'm really big. Houston, I'm like the closing That's act. Awesome. Me and all these uh, 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 black entertainers, I'm really honored to be there. But they found me. The guy goes, oh, I've been following you. I go, how'd you been following me from Houston? He goes, no, I heard. And I know I was on another, I was on a Baptist gospel show. It's all gospel with my friend, George Money Moses. I love that name. How'd you get money? He goes, it's always made money, Jerry. I go, good for you. you know, I tried to talk the same way. But he's, he's a cool guy, him and his wife, Alyssa. And they're singing, they're doing all, Baptists are wonderful people. They're, they're singing to God and this is beautiful stuff. And they go- A lot of happy you have, energy. Do you have a, I know, do you have a song, Jerry? And there was one guy who was a combination of Barry White and Teddy Pendergrass. I don't know if that gets you going. If it doesn't, that's okay. <laughs> but he had a deep, deep voice. And he sang a Catholic song to me. He goes, amazing grace. And he did a real good job. And so 
he said, the, the guy goes, can you top that, Jerry? And, and I says, I can't sing, but the guy had a clock in his back on it just for show. For the whole hour till the same time, I go, oh, dear Lord, please change his clock to tell the right time. And they're all like laughing their heads off. They go, we're going to get you back here. You know, I'm just so fascinated. <laughs> but I mean, people don't realize, like, even for people that are that are sick and, and hurting, and even the caregivers who really have an extremely tough job to take care yes. of something. A loved one who's a terminal disease uh, or temporary or it's just debilitating, you wouldn't believe what it does. I did a show for a patient with ALS. He's in his chair and he's smiling and I couldn't believe that. And, and, and the whole family is like, Oh my God, you made, you made dad smile. Frank, this guy's name is Frank. Nice man. Uh, he recently passed, but he fought it for years, but you know, it was just great just to see that. And it's not yeah. about the money oh, I yeah. got that night. It wasn't a lot, but it's just, I know I made an impact and I also helped the family out too. You exactly. Know. That's, where of, my, that's where my mom passed from. Was oh, really? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. she had late life ALS, not her whole life, which is what I'm grateful for. She didn't get it. Thank God. Yeah. That's like my sex. mother. I mean, she got it at 91 and, and she, you know, now she runs, runs the home. I open her drawers. She got all fresh fruit, filled dry, nice, nice draw candy and next draw. Uh, uh, cookies and uh, the next our utensils, uniforms. She's got everything. You know? That's awesome. That is so awesome. She's so, so let me ask you, Jerry. So I know you cater to the audience. Yes. But what is your favorite kind of joke? What is your favorite basis for jokes? Like, do you have a favorite? Do you like love making, you know, fun at certain situations or something? I like making fun of me because I'm not going to hurt anybody and people can relate to it. I love being put in situations where mm, people say it's going to be a tough crowd. And, and like my friend, John Prada put me, another Italian, of course, he's in, well, he even talks like an Italian. That's how he is, but that's how he talks. But Johnny's a great guy and I love him. I've been doing comedy. I've known him since 99, 2000, somewhere thereabouts. Love going to Rhode Island because anything Italian flies there. And so he had a room, he goes, a tough room, Calls me Geraldo. I love that. Geraldo, it's a tough room. Do your best. I know you got it in you. That night, supposedly, according to the other comics, I had the, the best set because I hit them all with Italian stuff and I hit them all with rock and roll classics. I make fun of rock and roll bands getting older and it was just like incredible. And he goes, Geraldo, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody likes that room. You want to go back? I go, yeah, I'll go back there at any time. And my friend came, Adam Carbone. I know. All I know is Italians, but I don't. I know many ethnicities, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure you do. So, uh, but one time, you want to know the funniest one, and I'm not doing it <laughs> to pan it to an audience. Funniest time you ever had was a synagogue. So I had to do a synagogue. I was six years into the business. <clears throat> and I was nervous. I got there like probably an hour early. So I met the woman at the synagogue. She goes, Sonny boy, you look nervous. What are you nervous about? I said, honestly, I said, I think it's going to be hard for me. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. She goes, we love to laugh. We love to be entertained. You'll do fine. They'll love you. I already love you. I go, but what's the big secret? She goes, one of the big secrets, Sonny boy. She goes, Jewish jokes. I go, I'm Italian. I got none. She goes, you got an hour. Go write some. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So I went to my car and I wrote three jokes to cater to my audience, which is hard to do last minute, but I was nervous. And I was, you know, six years into the business, five years into the business. I don't know what to do. So I walked in the synagogue. And so my first joke was the girl goes to me, would you like a yarmulke? I went, I got a Toyota. I'm all set. And they like that. Then I compared Italians to Jewish people. I go, Italians like the name Sal. Like the same. Jewish, <laughs> Jewish people like the name Saul. They nod their heads. Italians like meatballs. Jewish people like matzo balls. Italians have famous entertainer Frank Sinatra. Oh my God, they went to the golf club. I said, well, Jewish people have famous entertainer Frank Einstein. And they actually liked that joke more than you. But, but they, they liked it, thought it was cute. And then I did a Beatles rendition of A Hard Day's Night, the Jewish version. Oh, yeah. Do we get to hear it? Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Good. Yeah. Let's do it. Hope I don't lose my voice. Sorry. Here we go. It's been a hard day's night and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. Not another synagogue. But when I get home to you, I'll split this matzo in two and everything will be all right. When I'm home, my little Israelite. When I'm home, is there a candle to light? Right, yeah. And they thought it was very good. You like that? Excellent, excellent. But very good. So I, um, my situation, it doesn't matter. Once I had to do teachers and people go, how the heck are you going to do that? I just did it. I just kind of pandered to them but when the principal left and i told a few off-color jokes and they laugh he comes like what i miss i go oh, it's too long to tell he goes okay go to the next joke you know uh i had to do like i said the school kids once relay for life i'm sure you heard of those cancer That's- society uh matter of fact someone was just trying to communicate with me online on my other computer you should call this number ah, okay whatever so two relay for life happened to me twice not once but twice one of my friends, Trish, she's a doll. It was in uh, Ashland. I'm really big. I'm sure you heard of these towns. And she says, come to our relay. I'm going to get an audience view and everything. So me and my friend, Bill Slummer, God rest his soul, Bill Pass, good band. And so I said, yeah. She goes, we're going to fill this tent to this area up. I go there. There are 20 little girls, ages 10 to 13. Poor Bill, he was nervous. He did what he could. He, I thought, he goes, what do you do? Do your family stuff. You have kids, they'll, they'll relate. He, he, even though they're, they're teens, these are preteens, they'll relate. He did okay. And I proceeded to do, I don't know, 45 to 50 minutes pandering to the kids. Oh, boys stink, don't they? Ah, they're all laughing. I go, who's got a boyfriend? Millie does. I go, Millie, who's your boyfriend? He goes, I don't have a boyfriend. His name is John. I go, Millie and John sitting up the tree. And they're all laughing. They're all singing. And I see the parents walk out. I go, where are you guys going? Am I that bad? That, nope. You got them under control. They're all yours. And, you know, parents just needed like a half this hour. This is our moment to go. <laughs> yep. And, and so my friend goes, how did you do it? I go, I just thought, like, what, what do these kids want to hear about? They don't want to hear about being Italian. I might have said a few things, but right. uh, you, you know, they don't want to hear a synagogue joke, you know. But so there's certain things that I worked around. So I always like that challenge. I like online shows. People hate yeah. them. They go, because you you don't hear them laughing. So my friend goes, You did you my friend and his wife were watching, did a show up in Maine for a veterans count. It's a you know, all I do a lot of shows for veterans too. And they uh <clears throat> my friend and his wife said it was so weird. 
you were talking to the audience, there was nobody out there, and you're saying, how many Italians? I, I see five of you, that's, that's good. These are gonna work with all five of you. They go, we were laughing. You're asking questions, it's like you're hearing answers and no one's answering you. I go, well, experience with the voices in, in my head. So I welcome anything. I, I, I love the challenges. Um, I had to do an African-American group, a neighborhood group once, and they made us dinner and it was so cool. They decorated the whole area and we just told jokes and, and all the other comics were like iffy about it and they did okay. And I, I just was myself. That's what you gotta be. It's yeah, yourself. You gotta be yourself. And, and as an audience, you have to be willing to laugh at yourself, Oh God. you know, because we're funny. Humans are pretty funny. Absolutely. And with your family, notice all the funny your kids do because they do a lot of funny. And if you laugh more, you're going to have a much closer family. Oh God. Yeah. You know, and don't take everything to offense. You know, I think this world has one of the problems going on in this world right now is that people don't find things funny. They always mm. like take, Oh, that's an insult or that's this, or that, you know, it's like, um, for those of you that are old, like we are and remember Don Rickles, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, there was no one safe in that man. You know, he would oh. criticize and make oh, jokes about everyone. He didn't, he didn't focus on one group, but can you imagine him today? Oh my gosh. He would get like, you know, Cancel kicked off the stage. Cancel culture would go after him. Yeah. Big yep. Which I hate these cancel police. It's like, calm down. You know, just, just if someone, yes. If, if, if someone like when I teach comedy, I always tell people the most important thing, don't do it. No, no. But when, when I teach comedy, <laughs> I tell them most important thing. Turn be back, careful. turn back now. Yeah. <laughs> be, be careful. Don't make fun of religion. Don't make fun of people with diseases. Don't get political because you're going to divide the audience. Just talk about things that you notice. Talk about you. Talk about your family. Don't dig deep. Don't swear because you don't need to swear. And these comics take my class. These are older people too. They'll take my class, right? And I hit the stage, F, 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 F. I go, what did you do? Oh, I was nervous. I thought that would make people laugh. I go, did you see people laugh? And, and right. they were getting minimal laughter because it gets old after the first time because people get, because you're scaring the crap out of people by throwing the F-bomb out and they people lean back and it seems like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. We don't it's know you. aggressive. It becomes yeah. aggressive instead of funny. Yep. And you don't want that. And we know funny. Oh, in the words of my father, we know funny. Yes. Um, yeah, and you know, and it's like if you find a comedian that you don't blend with, then don't watch them. Yeah, that's you know, I I yeah, I don't know if you've I and we might have talked about it when we talked last time about you know Jerry Seinfeld show comedians and cars drinking coffee which mm -hmm. I think is the best name ever. Oh, it's, oh, and I love cars and I love coffee and I love comedians. So it's like all, all blended okay. in one. And all he did C's, a show. All C's, by the way, but go on. Yeah, all C's. Yeah. Exactly, more <laughs> C's. And um, he he did a show with Dave Chappelle, who unfortunately we had just talked about how he got attacked mm -hmm. on stage. Oh, but one of the things Dave was saying was that, you know, he'll get grief about his comedy but his he's like i don't ask you to watch me right you know 
if you're not happy with the way I, you know, produce my comedy and perform my comedy, don't watch, turn it off. There's someone for everybody. Find the people that you blend with, you know, and if you don't blend with somebody, then don't watch that person. That's right. You know, that's right. And, uh, and I think instead of criticizing, pick and choose who, what works for you. We do with books. We do with movies. We do with TV shows. Right. Do with comedians. That's like, you don't go to a movie. Like, like if you, you and your husband say, I want to go see that movie. Ah, someone said we should go see it. You go see it. You walk out hating it. So you just throw away your money for nothing, but nobody put a gun to your head and say like, oh, go see that movie. Right. Someone may have suggested it, but it stopped there. That's all. It's just, okay. Well, we thought you'd like that movie and that's, and you didn't, so you didn't. But it's like, don't go complaining like, oh, what a waste of time. My friends told me it was a great movie. I didn't think it was. Well, then why are you getting stressed out over a movie? Because it doesn't, you know, it's not your cup of tea. I get it, but just leave it alone. Yeah, and it's a movie and maybe you were somewhat entertained at some point in this movie because entertainment, you know, this world has become so serious and there's so much stuff going on, serious stuff going on in this world. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to just be entertained. Yep. To just give it a rest. Well, people need that escape from reality. And that's what comedy gives you, that escape from reality. And what I try to do, so when I book shows, I book all my friends because I love all my friends. I know they do a great job. Bob Sheehy, Thomas Mitchell, Kennedy, Richard, uh, just to name a few, Greg Bogus. And these are great people. And I know they'll do a good job. And I know they'll have a good time. And we all get along. I don't book people who I know can be edgy. I may think they're funny, but I know the kind of audience that I have just to be careful. And, uh, but I don't want like there's other people I can get like that are perfect for like a, not an aggressive kind of crowd, but a crowd who likes edgy. Then I know who to get, but I have to back off from them when I'm doing a charity or a fundraiser. Uh, like some uh, girl started talking about body parts at a show in front of, that teaches and kids. I go, I told you not to. She, well, I thought it was funny. And I asked the crowd and someone said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah. One person out of a hundred, right. you know, <laughs> and, and she's very talented too, but it's the kind of thing where, you know, I always tell comics before the show, this kind of audience that we have, this is what they want. So if, if, if you can abide to what they want, we're going to have fun. And they usually do. And, and, and you know, it's just one of those things. One time I had to do a show for breast cancer and I, they went all woman show except for me. That I said, fine. And I'll book four of them. <laughs> Two women didn't show up. I think one kind of forgot and one kind of couldn't get there, but couldn't get a hold of me. I don't know why they couldn't. And the two girls, oh, we do tons of time. And they did good, but they didn't do tons of time. And I was, I shouldn't say stuck because I enjoyed myself doing like over an hour. And that did was- you do a well- lot of booby jokes? Huh? Did you do a lot of booby jokes? I let the women do that. Like I said that I have boobs. That's the way that I could connect. Oh, good. I was over 50. And we all do. Right. And they got a kick out of that. But it was so cool. Just that, and I wasn't improvising with anything. I dug everything in the books, everything out that, that I've done before. And it all worked. And they were all very appreciative. And it was sold out. It was, it was like such a great time and such a wonderful experience. But it's like, you know, you just got to know who to get and it's too bad because the other two girls would have done a great job too you know but it just so happened they didn't weren't able to come and i have these rules where 
three strikes you're out you know maybe sometimes two it all it, it all depends but i still give people chances but the, you know i want to make it so so the crowd's not stressed out like i get a guy who's political but that could divide unless i get that kind of audience and but i try not to do that because comedy is not to stress out people it's it's to de-stress it's to just you know put them Put them like if you have a, you've had a bad day when you sit here when you leave the, the show you're, you're saying it wasn't such a bad day after all so that's what I try to do not trying to be a philosopher trust me I'm far from that so let me ask you Jerry you know I'm sure we could go on with this for hours and hours but I'm sure oh, God, our listeners yeah. have some place to be well look so, at our nationalities come on <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're we're talkers and yes. jokesters so. If someone wanted to reach out to you, someone wanted to see you, where would they go to find you? Uh, <laughs> so funny. 66-year-old guy on Facebook, but it works. People find me there. So, I mean, uh, you know, I have a Hotmail uh, uh, email address, jerry with a J underscore Caruso at Hotmail.com. Or then go to my website, which is wicked live www.jerrygcarusocomic.webs.com, which is ridiculous. But yeah, that's the guy. I couldn't get you a no easier name. No, of course not, because there were a lot of Jerry Carusos out there. So I had to get my whole name in the website. I got to use my middle initial. I didn't like that. I had the comic and it did it. So, but I try to update that as much as possible. I fall behind in that. but. Facebook is the best place, you know, organizations okay. find me, people find me. Um, I welcome, like I've talked to Rotary clubs, which I think is a lot of fun. Not that you don't have to be clean, but I keep it clean. And sometimes they have me back or they recommend me to others and so on and so on and so forth. And a lot of them do virtual stuff now. I, I mean, disregarding the pandemic, even if the pandemic's over, if they know they can't get into the end, well, we'll put you on a big screen and stuff like that. So I'll do that too. Cause they, you know, I think they're wonderful organizations. Um, a lot of women's groups will use me because I don't really make fun of women. I just make fun of me and make me a housewife because I've been unemployed three times. I'm unemployed now. So, you know, there you go. I sit here in my gym shorts. But, and yeah, it's, it's a comfortable life unemployment, <laughs> but you get to write more jokes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. So we have to bring this great discussion to an end of laughter and joking. Um, okay. I, I thought I would tell a joke, one of my favorites, and it actually has the f bomb in it. You can. Um, so you I'm want going. Me, can I to... pass one of my favorites too? Yeah, I'll, but I'll I was going to you... have you close with your okay. favorite joke. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, but this does have the f bomb in it, and it's not funny unless it's in it. So if you have children listening, you know you may want to like lower the volume at this point. Yeah, it's, we'll a, it's not a long joke. So uh, this uh, minister walks into the um, butcher. And he goes, uh, I'd like some ham for tonight's dinner. And the butcher goes, well, all I have is this damn ham. And he's like, sir, I'm I'm a minister. He goes, oh, no, it's it's the brand. It's called, you know, it's made by damn. It's called the damn ham. And he goes, OK, I'll take that. And he brings it home. And his wife has already set the table. And the kids are setting the table. And they all sit down. And he places the ham on the table. And he says to his wife, honey, pass me some of that damn ham. And his son say, that's the spirit. Dad, pass me the fucking potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
gosh. <laughs> What's that joke? I have two. Larry okay, Lewis go for it. funny. He says, what does he say? He goes, guy goes to a church and he has a sermon and he goes out after church and talks to the pastor. And he goes, Pastor, that was a damn good sermon. He goes, as much as I pastor goes, as much as I appreciate that, we don't use that kind of language. He goes, Oh, geez, I was gonna donate that freaking ten thousand dollars. Pastor looks at me, he goes, No shit. <laughs> So here's my joke. So the cancer patient, his name is Oscar. When I did the uh, uh, Hope Lodge in Boston, Oscar used, used to tell me jokes. And this is one of my favorite jokes that he, he had told me. He goes, Jenny, when you do comedy, you tell him one of these jokes. I said, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I tell them all, sometimes I tell one. This one always comes out of woodwork because it's such a great joke. And again, uh, this isn't a dirty joke. It's pretty clean. It's a universal. Anyone can use it. It doesn't involve nationalities. It doesn't offend anybody except cab drivers. So this cab driver, he's, uh, he, he's driving this beautiful nun to a destination. He keeps looking in the back seat. And the nun goes to my son, why do you keep peering at me over your shoulder? Is there a problem? He goes, no, sister. I've always had a fantasy to kiss a beautiful nun. I'm so sorry. She goes, remove your hands from your face, my son, because this could happen if you meet two of qualifications. He goes, really? What's that? You must be single and you must be Catholic. He goes, oh my God, I am. He stops the cab, hops in the backseat. She gives the most longest, sensual five-minute kiss. He was in heaven. He couldn't believe it. Finally, he gets back in the front seat, drives her to a destination, resumes driving her to a destination, starts crying his eyes out. None looks at him. She goes, my son, do I detect tears? He goes, yes, sister. I'm so sorry I lied to you. I'm not single. I'm not Catholic. I'm married and I'm Jewish. She goes, that's all right. My name is Kevin. I'm going to a costume party. <laughs> Such a great joke. I love that joke. That is a great joke. <laughs> and it, the other ones that he told me were rather quite rather questionable. But it's a, and when I tell those jokes, I tell people it's a cancer patient. It's not me. But that's what Oscar told me. That's you know, a great joke. That's oh, it's such a joke. wonderful joke. And, and you got to laugh. Nice, you got to laugh. And it's such a nice break or two. Uh, one last thing that I will say, and tell me if I'm wrong, laughter even happens at funerals, because when someone passes on, what are they talking about? Funny stories about that, that right. he or she who passed. And this happened to me. So my friend, Bill Slummer, God rest his soul. Bill was a wonderful comedian, probably 10, 12 years into the business, always open for me. He was always trustworthy, always do a good job. If I want to be clean, he can be clean, be a little edgy, he can do that. He was always going to be at so many adventures. I love him. He's my brother and I miss him, even though he's from Philadelphia. I'll let him slide. But so Billy passed away, unfortunately. Complications after cancer, I believe, because he, and he told me right before he passed, like a month before, Jerry, if it's back, I'm, I'm throwing in the cards. He goes, I can't take this anymore. He battled it for almost five years. It was sad, but he was a great man. So let me set it up. He looks like Chuck Norris. He has his... Uh, his picture, he just has that Chuck Norris look. So anyway, anyway, yeah. So his family called me after he passed. Like I told his wife, Kathy, what can I do for you? She goes, I'd like to ask a favor out of you. And I said, what's that? She goes, we want you to do comedy at his services. I go, what? She says, yes, my family, we all agreed you do comedy. Now, prefaces where he had a lot of stuff, some jokes that I couldn't say there. So I had to keep it clean. And uh, so I did most of his jokes, but I did some of my stuff too. 
So a priest talked for us, did nice, wonderful words. God bless him. God will welcome him in heaven and bless his family, give him comfort and peace. And then a co-worker went. She was half funny, half serious, had everybody crying. I go, great. A priest with nice, holy stuff, a girl with funny, but then a touching story at the end. Like he was like my work husband. He was a friend and a brother. And everybody's like in tears. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go up there. So all they had was a picture of him there. Um, I'm guessing he was cremated because there was no casket or anything. And his leather jacket. He always wore his black leather jacket. So my wife goes, what are you going to do? I go, don't worry. I said, God will be speaking through me. So I went up. The, the, the priest goes, and finally, we have Bill's good friend, a fellow comedian, Jerry Caruso, which before it all started, uh, the family was in line and the wife was crying and I was crying. I go, I miss him so badly. And sorry, I wasn't there when he passed. And then I get to his sister-in-law. She goes, oh, Jerry, we've been waiting for this. Because we heard you so funny. This is going to be so good. I go, no, no, no. I'm here to respect, pay my respects and feel. Yeah, but we're waiting for this too because Kathy told us all about you. And I'm like, oh my God. So anyway, so my first thing when I got up, obviously no stage, just went, and the priest goes, and here's Jerry Cruz. Very solemn and silent. And so I said, my God, Bill, you passed away. And I point to his picture. Everybody's sticking the same thing in, in, in this room. Chuck Norris died. But then I look at the leather jacket. I go, Fonzie died too. Oh my God. You know, and they're all laughing. They're all laughing. And the family's laughing while, while crying. And, you know, I, I just did uh, a, a lot of his jokes. I repeated, I talked about stories that we had together, including entertaining the 20 little girls. And I, I prefaced it. It was at a relay for life folks, you know, and my wife's like <laughs> shaking her head. And, I, and, and then I told that joke about the cab driver with, right. with the nun. I go, father, is that okay? He goes, you're okay, my son. I go, <laughs> you know, and I see him in church two weeks later. And he's like this, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you're going to hell, Jerry. No, so, but, that but that's, awesome. that's where laughter can right. apply to, you know, you hate to say it, but. Uh, he, yeah. I know when my dad passed away, we did a whole, a whole, me and my sisters and my brother did a whole thing our talk was all his one-liners oh my it was God. like a whole thing <clears throat> excuse me of all his one-liners yeah as many as we could think of you know oh my god anyway it was great you know and everybody gets laughing you feel so much better when you laugh yes and does the true. person that died want you sit there you know sobbing and yeah. sobbing some no they want you to celebrate their life Yep. They want you to, uh, like, if, if your father was remembered as a funny person or as one that made people laugh around and made them smile, go for it. Because that's right. exactly what, you know, he'd want to hear. Uh, uh, and, and and that's so important to people to get over, um, you know, like like a sad experience, whether it's horrific or whether it's not, it's just, just the, the same thing. So, yep. but that's cool. Yeah, and I'll end with one of his one-liners, which actually I use in my parent coaching because if you interpret it, it's actually very important to realize what it means. And I I can't say it's his, his line, but he always said it, and that is better to be wanted for murder than not to be wanted at all. So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> clearly, none of us were murderers, but the point is for parenting, your children will get your attention. However, they're going to get your attention. That's right. 
So give them good attention. So That's they're right. not doing the negative. Absolutely. That's so but, cool. Um, but anyway, Jerry, thank you so much for being here. It's been an what absolute blast. pleasure. Are you going to throw this online at all? Or do you, do you... I am. Gonna, I'm going to throw it into Facebook. Oh, I good. am. Yeah. I'm going to throw it online. Where'd you get that idea? Huh? I wow. know. Thank you, Jerry, for that great idea. I'm absolutely throwing it online. So it's... it'll be in the podcast, the, you know, our Pumped Up yeah. Parenting podcast. Excellent. And on the Facebook page for Pumped Up Parenting. So just, you know, that's that's where you find me, Pumped Up Parenting. Oh, cool. Um, so absolutely yeah. it's going there and, and I may even throw it up to YouTube pumped up parenting with Celia. Oh, love it. Love so it. if you see this on YouTube, thumbs up, subscribe, yeah. you know, that YouTube yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's right. But, I gotta, I gotta do that. I know that's people keep telling me, get a YouTube, get a YouTube. I know it's, a, it's, it's more work. It's, <laughs> there are so many aspects to everything. Yeah, that's right. well, but you, thank you, Jerry, so much for being here. Thank I really you. God bless you. And now uh, l- l- let's do more. Yes. Yes. And to all of our listeners, We're super grateful that you spent your busy day here with us for, I don't know, it's always almost been an hour. And um, thank you for your time. I hope you smiled a whole lot and uh, you enjoyed it. And as always, I wish you peace, love, and tons of laughter. It really is the best medicine. Things are funny. Laugh more. And I'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. yourself. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to PumpedUpParenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.